there's a new member of the Final Four Club, and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. There's a spirit and the Texas Tech Red Raiders for the second time in three years are headed to the College World Series. Welker takes it at the 11. New routines pave the way. Welcome in, everybody, to the Talking Tech Podcast, powered by the Nation, part of the Nation Podcast Network. I am your host, Stephen Rodriguez, my co-host, Tristan McGonigal. Tristan, I know I've said this a few times since we've started the pod, but we are back, baby. You know, I'm pretty sure you said that last episode, bro. Yeah, well, we haven't recorded an episode in a month. So, uh, by the way, apologies for that, for you fine, friendly listeners that uh, come to us wanting podcast uh content just you know you want to hear a weekly from us basis on a, on a consistent basis, basis. On a, and we have not been very consistent partly due to work partly due to just being upset with watching the basketball team but no more my friend no more are we upset at watching the basketball team so are you just confirming what my uh brother accused us of of being fair weather potters i <laughs> i i don't want to admit it Listen, we put a lot of time, a lot of sweat and tears into recording this show. Uh, <laughs> we're back. That's all that matters. Okay, fair, call us fair weather. Call us whatever you want. We are back. I don't think calling us fair weather would be fair, seeing as we, when we started this podcast, the state of, say, our football program trip was in you know it know. wasn't good it wasn't good so I, I i would i'm gonna go with you on that one i just uh i think we've just been a little busy lately but that's not an excuse sir even when we're getting married next month so it's true life gets in the way sometimes but we're we're full speed ahead right now and it's not totally because we're on a two-game basketball win streak which by the way what do we do when we're on a win streak here on the talking tech podcast Sounds like you just made this rule up, but I'm going to roll with it. I guess we play the song. We play the song. Red Raider coming at you, riding through the night, with the fury of a West Texas wind. Red Raider coming at you, what a beautiful sight. The Texas Tech Red Raider is riding, riding again. Oh, it feels good. It feels good. it does. Couple games. I, I agree. Um, but let's let's go ahead and check some semantics real quick. Does it count as a winning streak if it's two games? I don't care. We've won two in a row. That's a streak. Two's a streak. I don't care. So All right, fine. Oh, fair, fair. <laughs> um, but but that was off the uh curtails of a eight-game losing streak, my good sir. That was also a streak uh, that we are past, and now to win two in a row feels like a million with this uh, basketball season. Um, We've not released an episode since January 5th. All of you know what has happened since then. The basketball team started 0-8 in conference and uh, go to the Big 12 SEC Challenge. Um, We go to Baton Rouge. We play LSU. We finally get that friggin' monkey off our back and win a game, and then we go back home and had the largest comeback in Texas tech history and beat Iowa state Uh, for you, Tristan, what, what are your thoughts? What are your opinions on the basketball team right now? 
my thoughts are nobody, no, no, te- no Texas Tech team when loses nine conference games in a row. <laughs> not on our watch, not on Coach Adams's watch. Um, you know, no, I, I, I'm, I'm elated. You know, we got that monkey off our back. And as you're talking, all I could focus on is what species of monkey was on our back. Was it a capuchin? Was it a baboon? It what, was what, a, it, it was a, it was a good sized. I don't, I don't want to get into the monkey ape argument here, but it was like an orangutan size. That's an ape. Monkey. You're right. That's that's. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't. I, really this is why I said I knew you were gonna. I knew you were gonna say something about that. We we had an orangutan on our back. It was it was an eight game losing streak in conference. It wasn't good. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, that's, that doesn't seem very fair to the orangutan to be a negative like that, but let's, <laughs> let's keep moving forward here. Uh, but like I said, man, I, I'm elated. It sounds, it's, it's, it's so great to finally break through, especially against uh, a leading team in the conference, a team that's been on fire this season. You know, uh, Iowa state has been red hot doing much better than people thought they would. Uh, we kind of, it's kind of a reverse story between our two teams. You know, uh, people are expecting us to have a strong season because, you know, we've been proving as a, 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 a horse in the front of the race for a while now. While Iowa State's kind of been trying to get back in their groove and they've certainly gotten back into it. Uh, that was the real win. I mean, going and getting that win in Baton Rouge was great and all, but LSU is not any good. Um, and the SEC is not the Big 12 in terms of basketball at all. So I, I'm just I'm really happy to give, to go ahead and bang two off. We'll do, I mean, it's not like we can pick and choose in the state we're in. Yeah. Uh, we'll take any W right now. So it's good to have one out of conference and one in conference W to go ahead and uh, smack there on the board. What are you thinking? What's what are your thoughts here? No, I'm I'm happy that these guys have some confidence in them now, because I think that's something they desperately, desperately needed uh, with a team full of young players, um, a team full of guys that haven't played together before this year. Uh, you really needed to get a signature win and you missed out in the um in the pre-conference stuff in the Maui, you missed out on getting a significant, significant win. Uh, you played some teams that you really should have beaten by 40. You beat them by, you know, less than 10. So, um, and you've had injuries all over the place. I mean, it's just been a really rocky season. And for, to see these guys celebrate like they did after Iowa state in the locker room, you know, kind of embrace coach Adams, um, and, and really just come together as a team. And you saw Davion Harmon in the post game presser getting emotional after, you know, because this stuff starts to weigh on these guys and, you know, us as outsiders, we don't get to see what's in the locker room every day. We don't get to see what's going on on the court with these guys all the time. And, uh, it just, I, I just feel good for them to get a couple off. Yeah, and please unblo- unblock the Twitter page. Yeah. Davion. Uh, I Mr. mean, Mr. listen, I, I, I think, out of all the Texas Tech Twitter accounts, I think we're pretty lighthearted on yeah. a lot of stuff. You know, like obviously we're disappointed with an zero uh, and eight start in conference play, and we said some things. And you know, on Twitter, I think Davion Harmon blocked us on Twitter, and I think it's because, <laughs> and I think it's because we said something after the Iowa State game when we lost by thirty four, and we were all pissed off, and we were just saying, "Hey, there wasn't any effort here." But he blocked us and he hasn't unblocked us. But hey, if that makes him feel better, that's cool. He had a great game against Iowa State. I hope he balls out. He he joins the ranks of uh uh Hollywood Henry, <laughs> of Henry Columbia, of blocking talking tech Twitter. It's true, Henry Columbia. Please unblock us, man. What's going on? <laughs> this this on, is, it's been it's been enough time now. I yeah. think we can. <laughs> I think we can come to an agreement and shake hands here, but um, no, I, I want to talk about LSU though, because um, 
you know, the people in Lubbock that get to go to all these games and everything, they see it on the court, but you don't, it's different watching them on TV versus finally actually seeing them up close and seeing how much effort and emotion goes into this game. Um, you know, you can see the dejection off of some of these guys when they make a bad play. Um, in particular, I noticed a couple of times, uh, because I got, I got to go to the Baton Rouge game. I was, um, we were sitting in the 200 level and then we found, uh, some seats real low to the court and you could actually see us on the TV broadcast there. Um, but there was a play in particular. I don't know why this one stuck out to me, but, um, we were, we're going up the court. It was, we just got a defensive rebound and Jalen Tyson's bringing it up, gives the ball real late to Davion Harmon and forces Harmon to travel. And it was really just a stupid, you know, mental lapse, and it forced a turnover for us. And you can see the freaking frustration on those guys' faces where they're just like, I <laughs> I just want to play better. I just want to do better. And for some reason, they weren't coming together. So for them to squeeze out these wins has been uh, really nice to see for them. Yeah, I mean, it was awesome that you got to, to get over there and, and see that game. What was it like inside the, the arena? How did it feel? <laughs> well, both teams were on a seven-game losing streak going in. So yeah. uh, there wasn't a very big crowd in Baton Rouge, and that's why we got to sneak up real close. Um, but it was fun. It was it was awesome getting to see them win and close out a game for the first time in what feels like forever. Um, after the game, got to go actually around the arena. We actually saw where the buses were picking up Texas Tech, and we went over and uh, got to meet Coach Adams, got to talk with him for a little bit, got to talk with KO for a little bit. So um, you can just tell that those guys were elated after finally getting that monkey off their back. And uh, uh, no, just uh, the one thing I will say, Mark Adams has some of the most, the biggest hands for a guy his size. I, I like shaking his hand. I was like, whoa, <laughs> this is crazy. I, I don't know if that's like a boxing thing or not, but it might be. Uh, <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm glad you got to see them get the uh, ape, as you specified earlier, off their back, not the yeah. monkey. Um, so, what, can you not share any words that were uh, presented between you and the uh, the good people from Lubbock, Texas, uh, that that play on the basketball team or coach? No, it was no, it was just congratulations. It was just happy, happy you guys got a win. You know, great telling everybody they had a great game and just you know trying to make them feel like uh, we're still behind them as a fan base because I think a lot of us are. I think a lot mm-hmm. of people. Uh, in the fan base have been pretty dejected and pretty negative, which I don't necessarily blame them. You're oh, you were zero and eight to start conference play, and it wasn't looking good. Uh, but I think a mixture of the poor play, the bad start, um, the message board rumors, um, you know, all that stuff that people have kind of turned on the basketball program a little bit. And uh, so I just wanted them to feel like they were, you know, uh, they had some support behind them. And everybody knows you're playing for those message board boys. You know, that's <laughs> that's the priority that you're aiming for is the, is the approval of them. Yeah, um, that's true. Uh, so obviously something happened in Louisiana you know, where they were able to to pull out a win that they absolutely should have won. I mean, we were we should there would be no reason to lose to that Tiger team that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and you go back to Lubbock and you host one of the best teams in the conference and then you make history. So obviously something happened and it just hope maybe there's just some confidence that really got injected into these guys that they're, they're not going to give up this time that, you know, maybe things are turning around for them. So uh, what do you think about that? Winning changes a lot, man. Once you get, once you get that win, you get a new confidence. And for the young guys in particular, the Jalen Tysons, the Lamar Washingtons, the Elijah Fisher, who had a great game against LSU, um, you know, those guys to get that confidence just helps them, uh, perform in the coming games and say, Hey, you know, 
I can do this. And mm-hmm. you saw the beginning of that comeback against Iowa State when we were down 23. That was led by Jalen Tyson and his uh, uh, just mental toughness, his energy, um, you know, the steals, the great plays. Uh, he led the charge. Lamar Washington had a fantastic game against uh, Iowa State. And so, um, you know, for those for those younger guys to get that confidence is huge. Yeah, it was an interesting game, especially at the, the beginning, uh, seeing the strategy that was being used against the Cyclones. We were really seeming to throw everybody off the bench at them, you know, trying to get everybody involved, seeing who would spark uh, spark the team and get them going. So it was, it, was, it was an interesting thing to watch. Obviously, it was pretty grueling to watch in that mm-hmm. first half. I'm sure most of us thought it wasn't going to go the way it did. So just to see us be able to turn around in in historic fashion in that second half is awesome. And I think that's a credit to the coaching as well. You know, I I think obviously you go into that locker room and uh, a coach can be like, hey, you did your best, you know, just finish strong. But Coach Adams was like, obviously, this isn't over. That was just round one. They're going to lose round two Um, was was awesome to see to see that everybody step up and believe it's going to happen. Um, and, and, and even in an environment where the USA wasn't what it usually is, and it's hard to blame people for that. If for the, no. the the weather was terrible, it's it's terrible across the state right now. Um, and you're on a you haven't won a game in a month. You know, yeah. like what are you going there for anymore? And so, I, hopefully, this just energizes not only our team but the fan base as well to get back in there and start being the Raider ride it was before. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Uh, I think they've already sold out the next home game against Kansas Wonderful. State. Um, you know, the USA crowd brings it. They even brought it against Iowa State. You can still feel the loud mm-hmm. and the energy that was going on during the comeback. And, um, you know, our fan base just wants a winning team to root for. So, you know, it's not like these guys are doing this on purpose. I think we all know that. But, you know, we can get consumed in as in it as fans um, and kind of take it a little more personally than we should a lot of the time. Right. So well, what do you think like the implications are going forward here? I think a lot of us were really starting to write off the postseason. Mm-hmm. Um, any thoughts on your end about that dream of whether or not it's alive or it's still dead or what are you thinking about it? I still think your best opportunity to make the NCAA tournament is by winning the conference tournament, um, which if you don't know by uh, winning the conference tournament, you get an automatic bid, no matter if you're the last seed in the conference or whatever happens. Um, every conference tournament champion gets in the NCAA tournament. So I feel like that's your best option just because of how grueling and how tough this big 12 conference is. And not every game is a home game. Um, to me, I think right now you need to get seven wins in conference and go seven and 10 uh, for the, the, least likely chance like you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um i think you need to reach that seven conference win mark uh without having to win the conference tournament to potentially get an ncaa tournament bid here but um <laughs> now obviously it's not very likely because yeah. you know that only leaves you with two more losses that you can take during big 12 play and you still have to go to lawrence you still have to go to austin uh or no you already went to austin but you still have to play ut um, you know, you still have to play Kansas State. You mm. still, I mean, you you play a lot of good teams because this conference is full of them. I mean, you're going to Waco on Saturday, so I mean, it, you, there's no easy games on the schedule. Um, and so I, I'm not going to say my confidence is super high. Um, but I think you saw a different fight from this team, and if anything, you can build off this and potentially, you know, go into next year, uh, winning a few games and getting some more confidence for the young guys. 
Yeah, well put. I, I think we're all going to keep our fingers crossed because we've kind of set that standard of making the postseason every year. Um, so obviously that's, that's the goal every single, every single year for every single team in this country. So hopefully we can maybe get that outside chance of getting in. Um, but otherwise it's just been a strong and like you said, kind of build that momentum moving forward into the next year. Uh, hopefully develop our younger guys. Cause we have a lot of youth on this team. So mm-hmm. hopefully it's just, you know, at the very least a foundational building year. Uh, but like you just said, man, there's, there's room to hope for more. So yeah. let's hope, let's keep on hoping. Look, the chance no isn't zero. The chance isn't zero. Yeah. So uh, you, there's always a chance. Um, it's not likely, but it's it's there's an opportunity, and I think these guys have something to build off of, especially mm-hmm. coming off these last couple wins. Um, Iowa State, by the way, was number 13 in the country. They were up by 23 with 12 minutes left, and uh, you you came back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was it was crazy, dude. I was. I'm not going to lie and say that like I didn't think about turning it off. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I usually do when text down a good amount in fo- whatever sport, I usually mute it. I will yeah. just kind of be on my phone and kind of look up every once in a while. And uh, I remember looking up in particular when Tyson stole the ball um, on the first couple presses and got the N one. And I was like, okay, I'm watching from here on because mm-hmm. now we got some energy. Now it seems like we're ready to play. So, um, and it paid off. So uh don't necessarily blame the people. Uh, well, I don't know. I blame somebody for turning it off because, yeah. you know, it's not you're still supporting the team no matter what. Right. No, absolutely, dude. Uh, I, I like I like that strategy. I think we all kind of do that. Yeah, I, I do the same thing. I don't really like mute it, but I just kind of like sink in and just kind of dive into my phone and just yeah. kind of doom scroll while I'm while I'm all depressed. <laughs> so and but think about you know, other things, things. Obviously, things turned around. So that was rad. Yeah. But um. Yeah, like I said, next Saturday, going to Waco, um, you're playing a Baylor team that is still good. Uh, they don't quite have the conference record that they thought they would at this point in the year. Um, you are still last in the conference. Uh, you're one and eight, but you got that one, which is great. Yeah. Um, you know, but you got what? You got at Baylor, at Oklahoma State, Kansas State, Texas at home. So, uh, again, there's no easy stretch in the Big 12. No. <laughs> Well, uh, rest in peace, uh, Cyclone Larry's crotch area. From yeah, our game. poor so. Cyclone Larry. Uh, the guy was the guy was having it. Yeah, I love he, the people that think. I love the people that think Cyclone Larry is a real like person. I I love the <laughs> the people that think that he is his his uh, Twitter profile yeah. picture. Yes. It's great. Mm-hmm. Oh, Cyclone Larry, you're 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 in my thoughts and prayers, Cyclone Larry. Uh, hey. Cyclone Larry, the very real old guy in his profile pick, decided that Texas Tech is going to be playing uh, Iowa State in the Big 12 championship next year. So it's happening. He, I've always said that he's the most credible, real person on the Internet. So I've always said that Larry knows ball. I have always said this as well. <laughs> that and tasers. So, that, yeah, that and tasers. Um, but I mean, do you have anything else on basketball? A great couple of wins. No, yeah, absolutely, dude. Uh, let's say it's three, four, or five next. So let's let's keep let's it hope. rolling. Let's hope. Um, more monkeys, rapes. No, <laughs> no more. All right, something else big happened today. It did. Big Twelve football schedule has been released. The fourteen team Big Twelve. We go from ten to fourteen. Are we the Big Twelve or something? Uh, <laughs> UTNO, you are on the schedule. Um, so are Cincinnati, BYU, Houston, and UCF. Thoughts? 
initially do what do you how do you want to do this you want to go down tech schedule and then talk about the rest yeah i I think we should talk about tech first okay well we are a texas tech podcast so that would make sense um okay let's go game by game here at wyoming to open up the year and away game for joey mcguire and squad um road trip to laramie in the works for a lot of people. It's not, it's actually not that far of a drive from Lubbock, Texas. I think it's like six to eight hours, something like that's that. It? So no, it's really not that bad, dude. It's oh a two God, hour. That... Yeah. It's like a two hour drive from Denver. And I think, a, I think Denver to Lubbock is like five or six. Oh my God. Yeah. I, like that's, that's like a drive to U of H. That's I know. wild. You know, yeah. that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, man. What what Wyoming? You got Oregon uh, at home, and then you have Tarleton, and that makes up your your non con schedule. What's kind of your thoughts on the non con? I mean, it's really interesting that we're going to Laramie. Uh, mm-hmm. That's an interesting outcome there because normally when it comes to the G fives, you only ever see us going to like U of H or UTEP when we're doing an away game, mm-hmm. something more local. So that that's an interesting uh, uh, outcome there. But I think it's gonna be a fun game. It's gonna be a fun environment for us to go to. Uh, I'm sure the the, the the Cowboy loyal will show out. And I doubt it'll just be a pushover game, you know, especially yeah. with game number one. You're starting that in a in a hostile environment on the road uh, against a, uh, you know, what's probably going to be a pretty solid Mountain West team. So it's not like it's going to be just a gimme. I expect us to win, hopefully, by multiple possessions. But that's that's an interesting one to me, man. I think it's going to be fun. I think, and I think that'd be a fun road game to go to if you have the opportunity to do so. Um, do you have any thoughts on Wyoming or do you want to keep rolling? Uh, Wyoming was seven and six last year, uh, okay. second in the Mountain West, which is That's oh, second, Mountain, well, second in their in division, the, second in the Mountain Division of the Mountain okay. West. That oh, was, okay, yeah, that was my mistake there. Um, but no, they, I mean, they have a, a pretty decent squad. I think they're best known for Josh Allen being mm-hmm. going there, and uh, you know, it'll be it'll be fun to open up on the road in a in a you know non-home environment i don't yeah. know how big the crowd gets over there but i'm sure it's not a weak crowd no. and they'll be excited to have a power five team come in so um yeah i i you know obviously handle handle business but the real game to talk about is oregon because they're yes. coming to lubbock uh i think a lot of people are really hyped for this game there's a couple um you know actual similarities with texas tech and oregon uh mm-hmm. the first of which being tyler shuck who yes. is likely to be the starting quarterback for texas tech next year um, obviously transferred from Oregon after playing a year behind Justin Herbert and then playing a full year as a starter there. Um, kind of had an iffy year. It was during COVID. It was weird. Um, we also have Tim DeRuiter, who was the defensive coordinator at Oregon, um, and Marcel Yates, who was also the defensive backs coach at Oregon. So uh, a lot of ties between Tech and Oregon. This is this is fun. Yeah, really, really cool game, man. I mean, we'd be lying if we said that Oregon's not a fun brand to be hosting. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's probably one of the hottest ones out there on the Pacific Coast. Um, and we're going to be going into this game as dogs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any other way to put it. I mean, Oregon had a solid year this past season, and obviously they're gonna, just going to be kind of trying to build up on that. You know, they always have Pac-12 hopes and therefore playoff hopes. So I would, I'm really hoping to crash that party early. And I bet the Jones will be on fire, especially if we take care of business in Wyoming like we should. Um, I think it's gonna be a sold out crowd and I hope to be a part of that sold out crowd. And not only that, dude, you know, what's gonna be interesting about this Oregon game is you know, one, you have those storylines that you went ahead and mentioned, but it's going to be in the new and improved Jones ATT stadium with that now, gorgeous. Is it going to be completed? Cause I don't know if it's going to be completed by that time. I think they're kind of, I think they're kind of going to be making the whole thing during the season. 
You sure? I, I mean, I don't think, I don't think be so. done until 2024. I could be wrong, but, but I don't I, think I, the that, actual thing is going to be completed until after this next football season. So you're going to chop the Jones in half and just wait on for that to get done? I don't I think, think so, I, man. Well, I think that thing takes time. I mean, there, you saw the concept. It, it's going it to be, yeah. It may not be, it may not be like completely done, but I feel like they're going to have the seating there. Yeah, Maybe. they're going to have. I just I would be surprised if it wasn't at least functional at that point in time. I don't know. You would have to refer to an actual Texas Tech insider and not one of our dumbasses because obviously we don't know what we're talking about. That's true. <laughs> that's 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 that, that's I feel like every episode comes with that warning. Uh, disclaimer. We're idiots. <laughs> uh, <laughs> disclaimer we're not a message board genius so yeah, that's we don't, true we don't we, have yeah. we don't we don't have a weed guy in that's, in, that's in very true area so <laughs> south lake weed guy <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh no it's it's oregon is a great brand to come to lubbock yeah. um and we're going to uh where do they play what's their where's their city uh eugene Eugene, that's right. We're going to Eugene next year. They're coming here. Um, great brand. I think we have some good non-conference coming up. We have Oregon. We have Mississippi State in the works. I think Arkansas is coming in like 2030. So we got some good brands coming to Lubbock. Um, but Oregon should be a, a fiery one. I, I agree with you. I think that'll be a sold-out crowd. Absolutely. And if we win that game, man, uh, things are going to get hot. Things are huge. Our season gets like exponentially more hyped. There's going to be a yeah. lot riding on us at that point in time because we'll probably be ranked to then. You know, we'd probably be ranked going into facing Tarleton State. And I think this is a game we can win. Uh, I really do, especially if you get like a, uh, maybe even a night game in Lubbock. I could I'd definitely see that happening because um, I'm sure this is going to be a, a one of a more primetime slot. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, you're looking at the other the other games that are happening that week in the Big 12. There's a lot of great games happening as well. But I think I think we're definitely one of the great games. Um, yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah, man. Any other thoughts on the, the Ducks? The Duck. Um, no, I think uh, it'll be fun. Dan Lanning is doing a good job over there. Obviously had a great first year at Oregon last year. They went 10 and three, I believe. Um, and they just always put up a good squad. Uh, we That might be a ranked versus ranked matchup. If you're looking at some of this preseason hype, the Tech's getting mm-hmm. uh, from uh, some of the insiders. So I don't know. That might be uh, the primetime slot. Who knows? But I think Texas and Bama play that week too. So. Um, I don't know. It'll be good. Yeah, no, they they do. Um, and I hope it's a wacky uniform matchup. Let's get weird. Yes. Um, let's get weird. Oregon. So then, the, then the next one, you know, we got our. It's it's funny that we're going to end our out of conference with our FCS team. Um, yeah, we're going to be playing for the probably I think for the first time in school history, Tarleton State, because Tarleton State is a brand new FCS team, brand new D one team. Um, uh, are they? They're in the whack, right? Are they? I, have I think no they're idea. in the whack. Um, all, all the conference shift really screwed me up. Yeah, that's yes, like, all over the place right now. I don't know who's in Conference USA anymore. I don't know anything. Well, Sam Houston Skates is in Conference USA starting next season, so I believe. Nice. Yes, um, yeah. Carlton is in the whack. So that means in three years, they're going to be an FBS team. So correct. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we, we start off this series, this true new rivalry to be. Off yep. well, so hopefully we smash the Texans. I have no doubt in my mind we're going to do nothing but ugly things to them. Um, mm-hmm. So hopefully, just getting right before conference play starts. Yeah, thank goodness we're not going to Tarleton State because that fan base is just absolutely you know, wild. You know, it's you know. it's actually it's actually a pretty dedicated all right um, okay. alumni base. They Listen, love their guy. school. I mean, I actually work with quite a bit of Tarleton State grads. 
Um, but you know, I don't I don't know how dedicated sports wise they are. I think they're just like, hey, Stephenville. Um, go, go, Texans. Larry Joe Taylor Fest. Okay. Yeah. Uh all right, but okay, so let's let's go ahead and move past that, man. So we're we're about to enter this this brand new Big 12, this yeah. uh, 14 team Big 12. And you know, it's nothing but familiar faces up until week, I wish it said, but uh, but October 21st. So that's kind of what's interesting about this. It doesn't really get brand new until we play BYU. That's true. Uh, I mean, we played U of H plenty of times in the non-con, mm-hmm. but this is going to be a conference, conference game. Before. Yeah. Um, we should just let's just let's just start from the beginning with conference at West Virginia. Open up Big Twelve play. West Virginia, obviously, pretty I love down that. bad. Uh, I'd love it too. If we're going to play an away game in the Big Twelve, I'm glad it's West Virginia right now in the state of their program. They did not fire Neil Brown because his buyout is crazy. He's obviously done horrible over there. Um, we have had West Virginia's number for years somehow. Somehow. Uh, somehow. Uh, during the Matt Wells era, we crushed them, and we beat them last year as well. So um, opening up in Morgantown, I think if you're going to open up an away game, be thankful it's West Virginia. Um, Did they finish dead last in the Big 12 last season? Yeah, they were last. They finished behind Kansas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kansas was Kansas made a bowl. I, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Gosh, I'm trying to think of who. No, wow. West Virginia was the worst team last year in the Big 12. That's wild. So basically every team, it's, it's hard to remember, like forget that every Big 12 team went bowling, basically. Yeah, um, yeah no. I do you, think, do you think there's potential for them to be dead last again? What do you think? Um. Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> I do, too. Answer, yes. I, I really do. Yeah, I absolutely do. Um, and when we look at their schedule, I mean, I, I think they're fricked. Um, I think they can maybe get it over some of the new kids, but I really do think there's a chance to finish that last. So I hopefully we go to Morgantown and just blow them up. I will know. say West Virginia is going to have some tough games prior to conference play. I mean, they play Penn State and Pitt in mm-hmm. the non-con. So credit to them for scheduling some, you know, a strong non-conference there. They're going to get tested early. Um, so I don't know. That may come back to bite you, but you're going to get tested too with Oregon. So um, you know, I, I don't I don't think this should be an issue for tech initially, um, but things have surprised me before in college football. So whenever I was looking at, whenever I was first looking at this, like if you're four and oh at this point, you're probably decently ranked. You know, after you get out in West Virginia, you're probably in the teens at least. Uh, not at oh, least, yeah. but you're probably in the teens. So and then and then you got the first new boy, the first yeah. uh old 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 face for us for both both coaching wise and brand wise. You have the Cougs. From U of H. I cannot believe they're coming to Lubbock. What is they that? They just about? played in Lubbock. They, they just, just played were in like Lubbock. last year. Yeah, what? I don't know. Um, I I knew we were gonna play Houston. I didn't think we were gonna play in Lubbock. Um, because I I I think so I think the Big 12 wants to push a rivalry with Houston and Texas Tech, which I think it is somewhat. I don't think it's not a rivalry. Um, they're still an in-state opponent. We play them plenty of times in, co- in non-conference play these last few years. Uh, every player that transfers out of Texas Tech somehow ends mm-hmm. up in U of H. So, um, no, I guess I'm not surprised that Houston's on the schedule. It's just to be back-to-back home games is kind of weird. It is weird. Uh, this is, And you know what's even weirder? This is now officially Cougar team number one in the Big 12 of two. So... That oh, I know yeah. that's that's you come to t- to talking tech pod for that kind of analysis. So it's true. I just want to make sure that the listeners are well aware of that. I want. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I wanted this to be in Houston. 
I actually wanted yeah, I this to be in Houston because the one, it's probably not that tough of a road game right now. I think Houston's kind of in the in a weird phase right now. Um, but two, I think a lot of tech fans would have been able to go to the Houston game. I think I think that's gonna be yeah. one of those games before, until U of H starts building up that campus culture. I think that's gonna be one of those like away games where it just gets taken over by tech fans. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be TCU 2.0. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe minus last year because of TCU's unpredictably crazy year. But um, no, yeah, every time Texas Tech and Houston are going to play in Houston from now on, it's going to be Texas Tech fans all over that stadium. They also Mm -hmm. have the smallest stadium, I think, now in the Big 12. So, um, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. Houston Stadium is tiny. No, it's probably UCF. No, they just built a new one. Didn't they? No, UCF did not. No, you, you. Everyone makes a joke like UCF's rivals make a joke that it's just a a, sca- a, a stadium of scaffolding, and mm. it kind of is when we look at it. It's not a Big Twelve stadium at all. I mean, at least Houston Stadium looks nice, but I, I don't think uh, you're right. I don't think Houston's as big, but I think it might be bigger than TCU's. Mm. Well, here we have know. we have the technology. We have the technology. Look that up. Uh, what is Joe Rogan's guy's name? Uh, Jamie. Uh, oh, Jamie. Look, at the, look that up, Jamie. All right. So uh, Houston's is 40,000. It's it's just cutting it off there. This is 40,000 plus, but let's just say 40,000 for the, the crap of it. Now, let's okay. see. M&G. That's tiny. It, it's not very big, but let's see uh, TCU. TCU, TCU. 50,000. Oh, wow. That's bigger than I thought. Um, so, yeah. Wow. That's, that's quite a bit bigger than. Uh, Kansas is forty. Kansas is forty-seven, but they're also doing renovations to have more. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Kansas dude, is actually right. like putting some money. Yeah, dude, Houston is the smallest. I would never have guessed that. I would. I was going to guess UCF, but UCF is actually forty-five thousand. Yeah, that is interesting. That is that surprises me. Um, there you go. So there you go. Yeah, right. Yeah, it is the smallest. Where were you? Where were we going with that? I don't know. Uh, we're, play, we're playing Houston <laughs> in Lubbock. I don't know why we're talking about Houston. Yeah. Well, I, hey, we're, this is also kind of a, a re, kind of a reintroduction that we're uh, gathering some new friendos. So yeah. here we are, dude, with a real shot to start. Not a real shot. A a a there a, a legitimate shot. Solid shot. To start five and zero. So yeah, I think I'm not so. Saying, like I'm just saying, you know, I'm not saying it's just going to happen because I mean we could very well lose to Oregon. So we haven't yeah. mentioned the. This is going to be the Donovan Smith game. Donovan Smith is likely going to be the starter at U of H, I think, in my opinion. Um, yep. And he's going to return to Lubbock, and that's going to be crazy. Um, I hate I, – I said it when he transferred. I hated that he went to U of H because I knew they were coming to conference. I knew we were going to play Houston. Um, and I like Donovan Smith. Mm. <laughs> and I don't want to – I don't want to play him. Um because I think he did a lot for this program, and I just hate playing former Texas Tech players. Of course, he's at Houston. Of course. And, of course. I mean, kind of another scary thought is, you know, this past season, Texas Tech had a pretty hard time with a mobile quarterback, like, mm-hmm. trying to defend it. Um, I mean, obviously, TCU's uh, – um, please help me. Duggan. Duggan. Duggan was running all over everybody, but yeah. except for Georgia. So – <laughs> but still, I mean, it's we just still had some issues with that. And obviously, it's Donnie. And but I still think that he was not. He was number three in our list mm-hmm. of, of, of of talented quarterbacks. But you're right, man. That's kind of a, a an added a dramatic story there. But I think what you said is true. It's a talented quarterback. Donovan yes. Smith is not a slouch. I don't care how many people want to 
you know, comment on our Twitter post about Donovan Smith and say he was trash or whatever. He was not trash. He's a solid quarterback, uh, put in some crazy situations. So uh, I'm rooting for Donovan Smith in every game except for one next year, uh, and that's the one where Texas Tech beats them in Lubbock. So, mm-hmm. um, all right, moving on. Right after that, we go to Waco, play the Baylor Bears. Um, I, I, you know, this is just your classic. I, I hope it ends up better. Let's not try to do a million uh, tributes and uh, a lot of stuff going for us uh, in this Baylor game. Let's just try to play it out and uh, see who's who's better. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I think we were the better football team last season, the Baylor, and we just really let overlooked them and just and which sucks because you would hope Joey McGuire would really come to to play Baylor. Um, I know we've already you, talked it, about this. It was it was a situation where there was just too many things. You're introducing yep. Patrick Mahomes. You had the throwback uniforms. I think they were doing something different. Um, mm. They had like three or four things that they did on the same night. And it's like, okay, that's a recipe for disaster. So this one's in Waco. Um, Joey McGuire homecoming. Um, it'll be nice. I, I Yeah. Hope. Yeah. And I, I just, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think Baylor is in the same state they were two years ago. No, I don't. I, this is very early on, but I don't think they're going to be uh, a big 12 title contender next year. So this is another good game, in my opinion, to have on the road. They have a lot of question marks right now. A lot of Baylor fans are pretty nervous about this upcoming season, especially when we talk about like the quarterback position, yeah. uh, the most important position on the team. So it's it, this is definitely an opportunity for us to get that get in there and, and continue it on with a potentially undefeated season. So I I feel good about it. I'm glad we're going to Waco. I, I'm going to try to go to that one. Um, there you go. So yeah, I think that that's you know classic rivalry game, and uh, hopefully we get it done there in uh, Magnolia Land. Absolutely. Moving on to the next week, we are hosting Kansas State, which is a good a good team. They're mm-hmm. losing a lot again. They no more Deuce Vaughn. Thank you, Lord, uh, that Deuce Vaughn is gone and out of my life. Um, but they're still gonna be a good team. Chris Kleiman, fantastic coach, reigning Big 12 champs, everything uh, of that nature. I'm glad we have them at home. Me too, dude. I, I just cannot they've had our number too. I cannot yeah. recall. The last time we beat them, I think, was with Cliff. Remember, they had that like really awful year when K State did. So, that's uh, this. Uh, we need to get this one, please. Please. I'm so tired of losing to K State. And again, it's like K State's just like one of those teams where it's like, how? How are yeah. they doing this? And we yeah. can't even come close lately. But I mean, last last season was obviously a, a step in the right direction. So, um, dude, let's do it. Let's get them purple cats. Uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be a fun game, I think. For sure. Next week, I think you're going to have a secret, you know, undershirt rooting on your Mormons here. My Mormons. Uh, you're, you have, wanted, Mormon, B- you have wanted BYU in the Big 12 longer than anybody in the world. So I have. congratulations. Thank They're you. in the Big 12. Uh, <laughs> this is huge. We, congrats. We have to go to Provo now. Awesome. I know. <laughs> what? A, but what a fun game, man. Yes. I'm so glad we get BYU season one. Like you said, I've wanted them in the Big 12 for years now. Um, so this is vindication for me. <laughs> just um, a, a slight win for you. A, a big dub. So uh, for my my uh, my second team, I suppose. I, I got a lot of connections to BYU. Anybody that knows me knows <laughs> that me, Utah, Provo, BYU, and the Church of Latter-day Saints are very No connected. caffeine. So no caffeine, no booze as I'm drinking this whiskey. And this is non-alcoholic whiskey. <laughs> of course. And so cheers to that, guys. Cheers to cheers, that. Cheers to that, friends. Um, no, this is uh this is the one trip that I wish I could make. 
Yeah. Um, it is not possible for me <laughs> unless I want to spend a million dollars on a flight. Is it, is it that expensive uh, to Provo? Like to yeah. Salt Lake? You, all, you have to fly into Salt Lake. Yeah. And it's from Baton Rouge. Everything's expensive. So, um, well, and no, it's yeah, they I, had to get a plane there every flight, you know, it's like, oh, someone's actually flying out of Baton Rouge. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Nuts. Is this the LSU team? No, that's weird. Um, <laughs> no, um, I wish I could make this one. Hopefully I'll make one in the future, but excited for all of you that are deciding to make the trip to Provo. I, from every picture, it looks awesome. Every fan account has said that BYU is one of the coolest places to play. Um, so excited to get there in the future. Won't be this year, but it's going to be a fun environment. Yeah, absolutely. And, and when we were talking about this earlier, when we were talking about discussing the schedule, and I was really focusing in on the new teams and kind of looking for y'all's thoughts on it, you were saying that you think BYU has the best shot to actually compete in year one. You were saying that you know they they could potentially win like eight games. Um, yep. Which which is which is everyone's gonna be like. I mean, that's that's a good season. That's not exactly a competing season. I mean, it's competing in like in the grand scheme of things, but the rest of the teams. We all kind of don't have the other teams making bowl games, the new ones. So this uh, this you're but you're thinking this one right out of the gate is going to be. Well, a little I, I think it's because of the uh, continuity that BYU has. They're the only ones that I think have a solid head coach right now. Um, you know, Dana's obviously had his up and downs at multiple stops with Houston. Um, you know, you've had a, a Gus Malzahn who has really been eh at UCF, uh, to say the least. And Luke Fickle just left Cincinnati. So, um, you know, Kalani Sataki is still at BYU. He's a solid head coach. Um, I think they beat Baylor last year. You know, they're going to be competitive in this conference because they've played teams like the big 12, you know, mm -hmm. Houston is, has had, you know, a Texas tech a year, um, you know, Cincinnati's played some good teams throughout the years, but um, it's really BYU who has consistently played solid teams. Um, and really it's ridiculous. It took them this long to get to a power five conference. So yeah, uh, yeah I think they're going to transition the easiest here of the new four. I think that's a very valid point. I like, I kind of like the way you went with that um, because they are the reigning pac 12 champs. So to see to see them kind yeah, of roll, roll into the Big Twelve and uh, you know play better competition than that, it's going to be interesting to see. And you know I'm I, I'm I'm quasi you know, hoping they do well. I really hope they beat the snot out of OU and UT. I would sure. love that. Um, obviously, I hope all the teams do, but especially the new ones that are rolling in. So I like that man. And then right after that, we get a break. And oh, but one one more thought is you know to get them to that to that eight win mark that you're predicting is I mean wait, could you imagine? There's there's no more. Uh, rambunctious sober stadium in the in, in the nation so oh, of course <laughs> like it's gonna be hilarious when we finally make that trip to provo and just get absolutely plastered and Dude. show up and these people are gonna be like <laughs> it's not even it's Leave. not even just text tech like when iowa state comes to town oh yeah like you know in Kansas, everybody west virginia you know you're gonna be like oh, what the shit have we done man what, have, <laughs> what i mean now obviously they don't curse but they'll be like oh well gee golly what have we gotten ourselves into well, this is quite the pickle so that's <laughs> that's that's what's gonna happen you know they're not gonna be with the pac-12 crowd that's like oh yeah we i brought um a, a, a sampler of my rocky mountain IBAs. i brought prosciutto yeah <laughs> Well, we brought Lone Star Light. Tell you yeah. what, son. Like I've been pounding Kerr's Light since five in the morning, brother. <laughs> brother. Welcome to the conference. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, after BYU bye week is a good bye week. I am glad we have it right here, right in the middle of conference play. Give our guys a break. 
Um, you know, get ready and prepared because we play the reigning uh, national champion runner-up, TCU Horn Frogs, um, in There's Lubbock. Words there. They they're the they say something I said that wasn't true. That was um, absolutely correct. It just sounds weird coming out of your mouth. It's true. Uh, Thursday night game against Boo. TCU um, in Lubbock. I hate it. I hate it. I, I hate it too, dude. Especially since it's in Lubbock. Like you're gonna you're yeah. gonna screw us over like that, you know. But um, this could be a match rank a, a ranked matchup, so it could still be a crazy environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, coming right off the bye week, but so are they. So it's it's gonna be an interesting game. I mean, the TCU Tech usually play each other pretty pretty close. So man, it's but it's been a while since we've gotten it over them. Man, uh, like, I mean, listen, they lost Garrett Riley. Garrett Riley went to Clemson. They have yes. no star offensive coordinator. Sonny Dykes is still there. Uh, the team did uh, unbelievably better than what I think everybody thought last season. They're losing Max Duggan. They're losing their, uh, I think, their star receiver, Quinn Johnston. Um, so TCU is going to have some turnover, but of course they are recruiting better now because they made it to the national championship. Um, Thursday night, hate it. I wish if it was a Thursday night, I wish it was in Fort Worth, mm-hmm. um, but it's in Lubbock. Uh, our crowd's going to show out because we will, um, but it's I, I just hate having the Thursday game. Agreed, man. So uh, it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting thing to, to see because we have a lot of our team returning and, you know, they're going to be uh, looking like a little bit of a different team. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, absolutely. After that, Kansas. In Lawrence, um, I don't know, man. They uh, a lot of things factored into Kansas's performance last year. They start off really well. Jalen Daniels got hurt, and they got into conference play. They had a really weak start to the year, and that's how they started six and zero. I think they went like one and seven down the stretch. Still made a bowl game. Uh, played a competitive game with Arkansas. Went into multiple overtimes in that bowl game. Um, Lance Leipold has that program moving in the right direction. They still have Jalen Daniels coming back. So it's it's a it Kansas can be a good team. I, I don't know if they're going to be a great team, but they're going to be a good team. And you got to prepare for them in Lawrence now. Yeah, I mean, I think you're looking at a team that's going to be wanting to go to a bowl game again. And I think they have the opportunity to do it. I'm, whenever I'm looking at their schedule, it's not easy. That's mm-hmm. that's for sure. Um, including us, I think we're going to be. I think people are looking at us this year and think we're a tough tough team. I don't think they're going to be looking yeah. at us like it's an automatic W anymore, um, like we do with Kansas. And kind of an interesting thing about Kansas. And I'm, but I, I'm glad. Kansas isn't who they used to be. You know, yeah. boo-boo Kansas is not good for anybody yeah. other than getting a free win. But yeah, at least wanted to be a solid Kansas to get a win over. I think with the new teams rolling in and the reshuffling of the Big 12, I don't think Kansas is going to be the bottom dweller anymore. Mm-hmm. I think one of the newbies is going to find themselves there yeah. um, for a while at least. So and you know, another an interesting thing about the Jayhawks is we're playing both teams for Kansas, but not a single one from Oklahoma. We're just like skipping right over that state, which sucks. Not so much that we're missing out on Oklahoma. I'm more bummed that we're missing out on OSU. I, I can't believe that's happening. Um, yeah. I, I just can't believe we're, we skipped right over Oklahoma and went straight to Kansas. Uh, obviously, it's not just up to us, but it's just that's that's just strange before we finish out without uh, with the, some other teams. But it's just kind of funny that we have the two Kansas teams, but neither of the Oklahoma teams. Yeah, I guess we can talk about it. Uh, this is this sucks. I hate that we're not playing Oklahoma State because I thought Oklahoma State and Texas Tech was kind of going to be your big rivalry. 
post UT OU. I mean, obviously we got the Baylor thing. We got the TCU thing. U of H is a, is a pretty big rival, but you know, I thought Oklahoma state, Texas tech with all the similarities, everything of that nature, there's always some beef um, there with, and, and you know, I don't know if Oklahoma state fans feel the same way, but I've always felt a little bit of a rivalry with Oklahoma state. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's disappointing not seeing them on the schedule. I could care less that Oklahoma's not on the schedule. Um, we're going to go out not playing OU for potentially a long, long time. Yep. Going out with a dub against mm-hmm. them. So that's all awesome. that rules. That rules. That's sick. Um, and, I, you know, I, I'm I'm a OK with not playing OU. I'm not necessarily I would trade a lot of games on our schedule to play Oklahoma State. I agree, man. I, I'm I'm totally with you. I just thought it was strange, and it's got to be frustrating for an OSU fan not only to miss out on a game like Texas Tech, but they're not playing in Texas whatsoever. They're not playing they're, Baylor. They're, they're not, not playing, playing in this state at all. That's what that I can tell. Which is crazy. So Oklahoma State. I was on Oklahoma State. Oh, they're schedule. okay. They're Iowa playing State, at Houston, State, Kansas. They got all four of the newbies. Mm-hmm. The only team that did, I think. They're not playing Texas, Oklahoma State. Nope. The only Texas wow. team they're playing is U of H. That's wild. And it's at U of H, so they are they are going to to the uh, to the Lone Star State once, but still, I mean that's that sucks for a team like OSU, who obviously depends on Texas for recruiting purposes. Yeah, and you know a lot of their alumni is going to be here too. Um, so that's just it. Just sucks for them. I'm also a little disappointed, Loki, because I think Oklahoma State's gonna be pretty bad next year. Yeah, me too. And it would be a good chance. Like I know it's usually an automatic loss for Texas Tech against Oklahoma State, but mm-hmm. I think we got a real shot. They lost Spencer Sanders. They had a million players transfer out of the program. Yes, uh, that program is in on a spiral. Yeah, down. it's it's in a tra- it's in a bit of a transition phase. Whether that's a a Gundy rebuilding phase or yeah. a final days of Gundy phase which I don't think I'd ever be able to say. But, I mean, after TCU, Cans, GPAT, it's, I guess, no one's safe anymore. Who's to say? Yeah. So, um, yeah, dude. So, let's just keep going and keep on rolling then. It's kind of off topic from our our schedule schedule. Um, Yeah, I mean, we had to talk about the non-Oklahoma schools being left off the schedule or the Oklahoma schools being off the schedule. But It it, it kind of bites because I do see both those schools as a rival. You know, it's just no matter what, uh, there's always just a lot of, of beef there. So Oklahoma it, State more so than OU. I think OU, with OU usually it's more just of like beats bad us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but I I, I think there's like some some heat there between oh, sure. OU and, and Texas. Yeah, fans. you you hate you hate the brand. You know, yeah. you always go mm-hmm. in and you you want to beat the brand. So mm. um oh well, not playing Oklahoma this year. I'm sure we'll play Oklahoma State in the coming years. Yeah, I mean, um, we're about to move over to the 12 team conference where you only miss out on two teams a year. Yeah. Um so well, we can discuss that in a second, though. Let's just go ahead and finish out our, our teams here, because next we're hosting the Knights of Central Florida. Um, yeah. Kind of an interesting to end your uh, Lubbock home games on. It's, that's the first fresh face you host in uh, in West Texas. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you, I mean, I don't, if you don't really want to count U of H. So that's that's going to be an interesting game to watch. Uh, I, I hope we kind of light them up, kind of be like, hey, welcome to this new uh, chainsaw you're in, you know, and uh it's, it's just kind of it's just gonna be kind of interesting to host a Florida team as a conference opponent in the Jones. Yeah, you well, I think the big factor here is November in Lubbock, uh playing a central Florida team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's gonna be cold 
And yep. I think they're going to have to get used to that. Um, you know, they're, they're playing obviously another, you know, colder States now that they're in the big 12, but I, I think you and me both agree that it's either going to be U of H or UCF. That's going to be the bottom feeder this year mm-hmm. in the big 12. So not I Cincinnati. Mean, I don't know, but I, Cincinnati could be, but I think Cincinnati is going to do a little better than those two. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, but, um, yeah, UCF, I think, might be pretty down bad at this point in the mm-hmm. year, which could be great for Texas Tech. Um, and you're playing in a cold environment, an environment they're not used to. Um, and Gus Malzahn's their coach. And to be honest, I don't have a lot of faith in the Gus bus. You're not on the Gus bus? Not on the Gus bus. I'm off, off officially off the Gus bus. Was there a time when we were officially on the Gus bus? I've always been on the Gus bus until this year. Uh, <laughs> no, what I'm most excited about with this game is interacting with UCF fans online because I hear they're brutal. Yes. Uh, I've had a lot of interaction with them, to be honest with you, even since, you know, they've joined the Big 12. But mm-hmm. um, excited to see game days, excited to see the toxicity between yes. two fan bases who are known to be pretty toxic. You know, what's what's going to be fun about, like, uh, interacting with, with UCF fans from what I've seen? is out of all the new teams coming in, they seem the most confident that they're going to come which in is and wild. just own it, which is wild, which is crazy. <laughs> I, I just, it's, it's so funny how, you know, the other fan bases, you're not really hearing that from, but like with, yeah. with the Knights, it's like, dude, they, they think they're going to come in and be like a playoff contender every year. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I, of the teams, like you actually look at the rosters and who's leaving from last year and who's coming in. I mean, Houston doesn't look great, but I would also put UCF right there with them of not being great. So I, <laughs> I don't know. I think their fans might be up for a rude awakening. Um, but regardless, I'm happy to have a um, fan base that is into it and yes. that is, uh, you know, uh, lively and not mm-hmm. a TCU fan base. It's exactly. It's fun to have uh, a UCF in the conference. You know, yeah. whenever we were talking about this before, um, I know it's kind of a bit off topic, but how UCF, whenever you're looking at the grand scheme of these four teams, that they're the luckiest ones to be in mm-hmm. um, when it comes to like history and all that. The other three deserve to be in a power five conference, whether they've been in one before or have always deserved the chance to do so. But with UCF, it's just such a young program that doesn't have a lot to show for what it is yet. Um, but they've invested a ton. You know, the fans yeah. are truly committed to it now. They're pouring all sorts of resources into it. It's the largest alumni base in the state of Florida. Um, and I think they're just hungry for the chance to be with the big boys. And I think they just have this chip on their shoulder um, that, you know, they probably despise every other team in Florida um, to overlook them. And they're just kind of looking like they want to be the new money. And in many ways, they are. So it's kind of it's going to be kind of fun to have that in the mix. Uh, I'm, I'm glad they're here. I think they'll develop into a fun uh, team on the schedule. Agreed. Uh, also, my boss went to UCF, so I have something oh, fun. to mess with him now. So it's a uh, wait. Good is he stuff. into it? And he's he's somewhat into it. I mean, he wore a UCF polo on my interview. So oh, uh, funny. You know, the guy actually cares. But it, yeah. it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun that week. Um, all right, ender off. Last conference game of the year, Thanksgiving weekend, Friday after Black. Fr- well, it's happening on Black Friday at Texas in Austin. Um, thoughts. This is very cinematic. This is very climatic because this could be the last time we play UT for a very long time. Yep. And this would be probably the last time we play as conference mates after a hundred years of going at it. Um, 
I think this is going to be a highly emotional game on yep. both sides. I think it's going to be chippy. I think it's going to be rough. And the both these teams could be ranked at this point in time. Yep. Both these teams could be in the Big 12 race at this point in time. Um, so I think this is the stuff that movies are made out of. And if all things are go right. Um, and I would want nothing more for that scoreboard to say Texas Tech wins mm-hmm. in Austin for the last matchup. I would think that would just be chef's kiss at the end of the storybook. Yeah, and I don't think it's official official that Texas and OU are leaving after this season, but it is likely that Looking they are more and more to, that way. More and more that way that they are going to go to the SEC next year and probably play there uh, in 2024. So, no, man, I mean, this is, this is um, yeah, like you said, an emotional game, um, a game you really want to win. We've won in Austin. Um you know, within the decade. So it's not like we're not used to times. it a couple times. Yeah. Under cliff yeah. <laughs> thought, um, but no, I, there's so many determining factors and it's so early to say right now, um, both these teams can be ranked. Both these teams could be unranked and it really won't be like that big of a game in the grand scheme. But if you're looking at momentum, I think UT's got a little momentum going for him. I think Texas Tech has a lot of momentum going for him. So this could be a really, really good game to end the year. And this could mm-hmm. have conference implications. Now, yep. I am i don't want to say that Texas Tech is going to be in the conference title race because we haven't been there for a long, long time. We won eight games last year. Uh, this is our first time having a winning record in conference since 2013 was last season. So I'm not going to get overconfident here, but I will say that this game has the potential to be really, really storybook yep. and to be an awesome one to end the series. So, you know, I think our fan base is going to show out a lot um, yes. at this game, no matter what, with it being potentially the last time we play UT in a long, long time. Um, they're obviously our biggest rival um, that we have on the schedule and I, I'm glad they kept UT on the schedule this year because they could have taken them off, but they didn't. So, um, and glad it's later in the year. I'm glad we're not playing the first conference game against Texas like we have the last couple of years. So, ending the year with them, I think, is better. I mean, I, I think, I think both admins wanted us to play. I think both admins wanted it this game. I think both, both, both sides were like, it'd be a great mm-hmm. Thanksgiving game to have between us. Um, because you know, for a while there, that's, we were trying to make it that that's what it was trying to be for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll be, it'll be, I'm, I'm just gonna, I just, I think it's gonna be a great way to end the season. Um, and God knows I am going to be very, very hyped and very, very into it as much as just as much as everybody else. So dude, uh, overall, how do you feel about the schedule in general? Are you happy with it? You disappointed? What are you thinking? I think if you're looking at Texas tech schedule, they got a really good draw. Yeah. To be honest with you, um, you know, your home games are solid. You don't have a, a ton of tough road environments. You know, Texas and BYU are probably the two that are going to be the toughest. But, you know, having Kansas, West Virginia in the state that they are, Baylor, is, you know, was men last year. So I think you got a great draw if you're Texas Tech. I think a mm-hmm. lot of teams got a much, much harder schedule. Um, you know, it's uh, – but – I've been wrong about Texas Tech football before. Um, I think we have a lot of good momentum going for us uh, in our direction. And, it, you know, I think Joey's the guy. So um, it's going to be a fun year. It's going to be a fun year, in my opinion. 
Yeah. Another thing I noticed was we are going to play all four other Texas Big 12 teams in this one season, which is pretty cool. I, I wouldn't. That's what I would have wanted as well. So the only thing yep. missing is an OSU mixed in there. I probably could have dropped, uh, say, UCF or Kansas for one of them um, or Kansas. I would have dropped Kansas. Yep. I would have rather um, played in Stillwater than played yeah. in in uh, Lawrence just Agreed. for scheduling sake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, any other uh, final thoughts? I know we, we actually spent a little longer on Texas Tech alone than I thought we would. So, yeah, spent a lot, hey. spent a lot of time. But uh, no, I think uh, you know initial. I did. You want to give a record prediction right now? It's very early. That's just super early. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go nine. I'm going to go nine wins. I'm going to go. I was about to say eight, but I'm going to like, you know what? No, we're going to get one more. We're going to get that one more over UT. That's I'm going to go eight, uh, nine wins. I went, I went eight and five last year, including the bowl game. Nice job, dude. Well, we got nine wins, but no, wait, we got right? eight wins. No, we got eight. You're right. My bad. No, we got eight to end to with this, not including the bowl game. Ten and two. Oh, let's go. Okay. All right, dude. Well, I'm glad you spoke the last one in existence. So let's hope you did the same thing here. Head into Texas Tech Red Raiders going to a good bowl game. Um, very early. We're going to have many more podcasts between mm-hmm. now and the start of next football season. But uh, the schedule's looking nice. And this could come back to bite me in the butt, which a lot of things usually do. So, uh, no, I'm confident in this team. I'm confident in the state of the program. And I'm confident in the schedule. So, Give me ten and two, Texas Tech. Hell yeah, brother! In the in the inaugural season of the Big Fourteen, absolutely. All right, man. What what else? What do you got on schedule? Big Twelve. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, you know, if there's anything else to talk about, um, I would like to look at shoot. Any thoughts on like anything that else that just kind of pops out to you specifically? Would you look at? Um. I don't know if there's much that we haven't already mentioned. I mean, OSU not playing Baylor, Texas Tech, or Texas is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the new guys coming in, I think, uh, who is it? Iowa State might be playing. No, they're only playing two of them. Um, I don't know. Well, well, okay, let's talk about the Big 12 teams that we're not playing. We're not playing OU. We're not playing Oklahoma State. We're not playing Iowa State. Yeah, uh, yeah, which kind of stinks. Yeah, I like the Iowa State game. I like interacting mm-hmm. with their fan base. Uh, you know, Cyclone Larry and seeing him upset after a Texas Tech victory is always fun. Um, yes, but you know, kind of stinks not playing them. I agree, man. And it's it's the Iowa State's kind of been on a slump. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Matt Campbell's kind of been on a downslide here, and so I think I think they're going to be finishing pretty low uh, this this past season. They have a pretty tough schedule whenever you look at it. They actually have one of the hardest schedules in the Big Twelve this upcoming year, so and and it's not a good year for them to have that. No. And you know you know what one game pops out to me more than anything else on this entire schedule. What's that? Villanova playing UCF. <laughs> I had no idea Villanova even had a football team. Villanova has a football team, not just a basketball school. <laughs> <laughs> that is wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean they're FCS in football. Um, you know, I, I who's so let's look at these non-conference schedules here. You probably got West Virginia's probably got the toughest one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Texas has Bama. They also play Wyoming, which is interesting. Yep, uh, it would be hilarious if we beat Wyoming and Texas lost to Wyoming. And awesome would be, would be funny. Um, 
TCU, Colorado, I mean, and their regular SMU game. Uh, Oklahoma State's got Arizona State, and that's it. OU's not really playing anybody. They have SMU. Um, OU's out of conference stinks. Yeah, OU's out Holy of conference. Holy cow. How did, how did they get away with that? Arkansas State, Tulsa, and SMU? Wow. Yeesh. No P5 team. I mean, good for them, I guess. No, yeah. that's lame as hell. No, it is lame, but like, you know, what are you going to do? Um, I would say in Iowa. It's always a good one. That's fun. But, yeah. but they're going to Ohio as well. Oh, Utah and Baylor. Interesting. Baylor's kind of going then, on a, on a uh, Utah tour since they yeah, just played them. They're, yeah, they're playing all the Utah teams. And then BYU plays Arkansas. But um, no, I think we probably have the third hardest non-conference mm-hmm. schedule. I mean, all mm-hmm. things considered, it's probably West Virginia, Texas, and then us. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, probably not bad. Not bad, not bad at all. But uh, excited to have a schedule. Excited to uh, excited for football, just in general. Yeah. So uh, let's let's bring it on. You, I mean, September can't come quick enough. I'm gonna can I can I have a a, a random fun point here as well? Go ahead. Um, BYU versus Sam Houston Skates. Week one, that's going to be a matchup between two teams in their first year, first game ever in new conferences. First game ever as Sam Houston State as an FBS team. I know, I know all talking tech listeners were like, Wow, that's the biggest thing you've said this whole episode. <laughs> so, I know that's huge news. So, I think I don't know, I don't want to like ruin anything else. I think that's probably my last fun tip I can say because that's huge. Yeah, no, okay, last fun tip Farmageddon to end the year, Iowa State, Kansas State. That rules. That's, that rules, just like us in Texas rules. rules. Should be rivalry week. Everybody should be playing their rival the last week of the year. Be great. Um, rules. Rules. All right, moving on. Um, Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl again. 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 Once more. 60% of his years in the NFL, he's <laughs> made he's made the Super Bowl. He's pretty good at the sport of football. Pretty good. Say. Where do you go Patrick to school? Um, I don't know. Somewhere in West Texas. Wait, is, is he a Buffalo? No. Bigger. I think bigger than that. Oh, minor. Oh, no. Not the minors. Not Abilene Christian. Texas I think Tech. he went to Texas Tech University. He went to Texas Tech University. Patrick I Mahomes, went to Texas Tech University. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes and I are, are like the same. Guess who's going to be at the Super Bowl this year? You? This guy. No way, dude. Come on. You're dropping a bomb like that I at know. the end of the episode. Just make it I'm going to be mad. there. Uh, I'm not going to be in the arena, but I'm going to be there for work. That doesn't um, count. It doesn't count, but I will be there, <laughs> and I will be supporting my my Chiefs here. Lifelong Chiefs fan over here. You're going to have your jersey um, on, right? Oh, yeah. All through, yeah. All through working, I'm going to have the Chiefs jersey on, the Patty yeah. Mahomes, rooting for my guy. Um Another one, yet another one for the guy. Yeah, let's get let's get another bolt. Let's get another ring on his hand, though. I want I want I want the end of his career to surpass Sir Brady. So yeah, because those like Sir Brady's gonna grab another. Thank God. Jeez, come on, man, retire. I please. can I can tell you that the fans down here in Baton Rouge were very upset after this last weekend when Texas Tech beat them twice, not only mm. in basketball, but uh, Patrick Mahomes also beat Joe Burrow. And I had uh, a bunch of LSU friends that were very upset with the officiating. And I said, well, mm. sorry, pal. 
Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. That's all I know. <laughs> Sorry, that's that's the, unfortunately the fact of the matter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, man. Closing final thoughts. What you got on uh, anything? Close, closing final thoughts. Uh, Texas Tech basketball is about to go undefeated uh, for the tour <laughs> to end the season, and that Texas Tech is the king of the new Big Twelve uh, in football according to the schedule. So I think uh, all things considered, it's it's all very good. That's when you know we're on our like third or fourth glass of whiskey right now is when we get the stupid confidence level was, in Texas Tech sports. Uh, was that stupid confidence or uh, very well-founded, factual, very statistically factual, based, yes. logistically um, concocted confidence? Bunch of confidence here over on Talking Tech Podcast. Happy to be back in the studio with you, brother. Yeah, you as well, man. It's good to be back. Cheers to that. I'm drinking out of the glass you gave me and the whiskey that you gave me for my uh, my my uh, well, one best man glass and two How about you? the gifts of being the groom myself. So cheers to that, sir. Uh, I'm looking forward to doing the same with you very How soon. How about you, man? Very excited. Let's finish off this episode. Song of the week. Tristan, go ahead. All right, song of the week. I'm going to go with a, a very interesting pick here. I'm going to go with a... Uh, a a more outlawish country guy out there in the city of Las Vegas, Sin City. The country group is called Hellbound Glory, and the song of the week is Damned Angel. And it's just a very classic heavy steel sound that is just addicting to hear. It's very it's very smooth, and you can't help but not skip it every time it comes in on the shuffle. So Damned Angel, Hellbound Glory. Again. All right, man, you're getting a little crazy on me right now. You came with some heat coming back to the pod. I did, dude. I came prepared. I did my right. homework. Excited to give that a listen. I, of course, have not heard that before, so excited to uh, to put that snippet into the podcast. Um, my song of the week is going to be a band we've done many times here on the Talking Deck podcast. It's going to be a, a classic Zach Brown band song. Uh, this one is off of their album, The Foundation, which is probably their best album. If very not, old. I, I, very old. But the song Jolene is my song of the week. It is such a smooth jam. It's is that not, the Dolly Parton song? No, it's not. It's not the uh, it's not a cover of the Dolly Parton song. It's a different song that is also happened to be named Jolene. And it's classic. I mean, it's, All right. uh, you get you get the best version of Zach Brown in this song. I mean, he's singing like with his a little jazzy tone a little bit, but he's also just really getting into it. It's a slow uh, kind of build it up anthem into the chorus. And it just rules. Joe Lean, Zach Brown Band. Lately, my hands, they don't feel like mine. My eyes been stung with dust and blinds. Held you in my arms one time. Lost to just the same. I love a deep track. I'm a deep track kind of guy. I like I like seeing what's on the album, not necessarily just the singles. So I'm Very all nice. about it. Absolutely. All right, buddy. You got anything else? That'll do for me, dog. All Take right, us home. man. Let's do it. We're ending off with some plugs like we always do. You can follow both me and Tristan on Twitter. Tristan is at Tristy Mick. I am at L underscore S underscore Rodriguez. Follow the pod on Twitter at Talking Tech Pod. Um, you can follow our songs a week playlist there on Spotify and Apple Music. Um, if you Which can will like, be updated soon. Maybe. Potentially. I don't know. I haven't updated in a while, but we're not going to talk about that right now. Uh, 
you can uh if you could like rate review subscribe to the podcast we are on all platforms you could ever imagine um tell your friends and family about us um you know that's that's it for the episode we love you guys for listening uh sorry for being absent for so long uh we're gonna make this more weekly um but we appreciate all y'all listening and always reckon tech reckon tech uh wow first of all uh Got a lot of respect for Stephen and Tristan. Uh, their program, tough guys, just uh, a lot of fun. I love the game of basketball, but also love West Texas. And I love Stephen and Tristan. I'm extremely proud. Well, I don't know where we go from here. I'm, I think I'm just going to sit back down. It's just not getting better than this. I would like to thank uh, Stephen and Tristan. This is incredible. These guys have a passion and a love for this school.